Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio home of the Buffalo Sabres, live from KeyBank Center. This is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. 4-3 the final. Pittsburgh in overtime, beating the Buffalo Sabres on a night that the Sabres probably got to be thinking that they should have been the winning team. How it ended may be expected with the 4-on-3 overtime leading to a goal where throughout most of the game, the Sabres with the much higher quality opportunity to score. But Tristan Jari, give him credit, a good night in goal for the Pens. The Sabres rattled off some posts, couldn't finish some opportunities, and then even a bad goal against from Buffalo's Craig Anderson late in the game. All that adding up to a 4-3 to Pittsburgh victory. We'll be heading down to the locker room shortly with Paul Hamilton for reaction, but let's bring in Pat Malacaro here. Pat, this is tonight. The Sabres get a point, but I got to think that they're quite upset with the result because I think, again, from start to finish, I think they were the better team. They were. You go into the third period with a one-goal lead. Pittsburgh scores twice, and then you get the answer with just a minute and a half to go. But then the Jeff Skinner five-minute major, which uh, was the correct call, that's the backbreaker. You're going to even getting the game to overtime is exactly what happened. It's going to be four on three if Pittsburgh doesn't score uh, for basically the whole overtime, and it, that's just too much for, for one team to defend against uh, in the overtime. Yeah, the penalty to Skinner justified. Yes. And he shouldn't have done it. I, I agree with what Rob was said. You want to slash away at him and hack back and forth, fine, but you get the stick up in the mouth area. Like, right. you're just asking for trouble, and now you might be asking, you might be sitting out even more, or there could be a fine or a suspension, and, you know, He's been playing great hockey, but it's a silly decision there for Skinner because that costs your team possibly a win tonight. Right, and instead of us talking about Casey Middlestad having three points. Yeah. All right, let's go down to the room. Kyle Oposo now live with Paul. Things didn't go your way tonight. I mean, I thought we played played a good hockey game. Um, they came out with a push in the third. We knew that they would. Um, we go down, we're able to get a point there, and um, – 
tough not to get two after, uh, especially the way that we played in the first two periods. But um, got to take the point and um, try and get a win tomorrow. Just unfortunate the way it breaks down. I mean, you have to play the whole overtime shorthanded, especially after you guys worked so hard to tie up the game. Yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we played a good hockey game tonight, and I thought that they were on their heels for most of the night, and, you know, we had control of the play. Um, you know, they, like I said, they made that push in the third, um, you know, able to battle back, tie the game, and just unfortunate result tonight. Was Jari the difference? Uh, did you feel early? You guys had some great opportunities on him and couldn't push it through early. Yeah, I thought that he played He played great. If, if it's not for him, it's probably, you know, it could be 3 nothing after... After one, four, five, one. After two, like we we had control of the play and just weren't able to solve them. But um, that's the way it goes sometimes. And you just got to stick with it and continue to play your game. With the way you guys were moving, did you have all four lines going? It seemed like each line, as they got on, were were contributing. Yeah, I just think we just kept rolling. We just kind of stopped matching and just played because we were going tonight and um, we had a good jump and. It, you know, it's uh, definitely controlled the speed of the game, I thought. And, um, you know, with, with how young of a group that we are, it's uh, when we play well, I think that we're going to do that most nights and just got to work on getting the results now. As you're coming from the bench, knowing it's a six on four, do you have a pretty good idea you're probably going to pop open, especially coming from the bench down the slot? Yeah, I mean, I was just try- kind of trying to read the play, control my speed, and just let the play develop. And, you know, Quinny makes a heck of a play. Mitzi wins a battle on the wall. And, um, you know, I'd had the easy part. So um, just nice to see it uh, Nice to see it going for sure. After the heat at the end of that game, what's it going to be like seeing them right away again? Oh, it's a mini two-game set. I think uh, the game was, was pretty physical. Um, you know, and there's a lot of battles out there, and, and that's what happens when you get these little mini-series kind of in the year, and, um, you know, it's fun. It's uh, it's great. It builds builds a little in-season rivalry, and, um, you know, we played these guys tough over the past couple of years, so we knew that they were going to come out hard, and it's going to be a fun game tomorrow. Kyle Oposo, and I'm just going to walk over here as Craig Anderson is speaking. Uh, yeah, early in the game there. Yeah, that was that was difficult. Um, you know, I thought we did a great job battling and, and finding a way to get it done. You know, sometimes it's not pretty, but if you get the job done, that's that's all that matters, and that's what that penalty kill was all about. You you know, obviously, we know the dynamic here, age and preparation for games. I mean, how much more do you think you could play? I mean, given your performance to this point. Um, you know, I think you know everything you, you get in this game is earned, and that's no different. You know, today to tomorrow and. Um, you know, I think right now it's, it's you know, give the team an opportunity to win when you get called upon and make sure you're battling in practice, giving, giving the guys some good work ethic that way. And, uh, you know, when your number is called, go out there and do the job. And if, if uh, you, you know, be honest with yourself, and that, that's all I can do is be honest with myself and, and say, hey, how am I feeling today? Can I go again? Can I not go again? And, you know, make sure that the coaching staff has the right information. But, um you know, again, it's staying in the moment, staying ready, and you never know when your number's going to be called, but make sure I'm doing everything I can off the ice to prepare to, to, to be able to play when they need me to. Greg, is that a difficult one from the aspect? You guys worked hard to tie that game. You worked hard the whole game, actually. You tie it up, and then you have to play the whole overtime shorthanded. That has to be a killer. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the way it went. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the way the call went, the way our frustration kind of painted up there. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, there's no, you can't change that call. There's, there's, it's on video. There's, there's nothing you can do. Um, 
as far as uh, you know, we got to look to ourselves and just you know, we've we've made. We're making, you know, it's a mistake that we've made. We just, you know, we got to move on and learn from it and, and just continue to respond in the right way. But, um, you know, we got to love the, the effort from our guys. Our penalty kill was early, was great early on. Um, you know, four on three for extended period against the skill they have. It's, it's uh, you know, you need a little bit of luck on your side to, to bounce back from that. What was that like when you had, they, you had two broken sticks, yet those guys blocked four shots, I think, and then you made a great save right at the end there. That, that had to really be an upper for the team to be able to kill the way you did yeah i think it's just uh you know a, a credit to our guys and, and their you know commitment to to uh the, their battle level uh you know i think the penalty kill you know all year statistically probably hasn't looked great we've given gone games where we've given out three or four in a game you know tonight's no different when we give up two but um you know that's a that's a big one for us if we can kind of clean up some of that and continue to, to that spill over into the rest of our game, I think we'll be okay. Thank you, Craig. Craig Anderson on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you. Anderson uh, obviously let one up late in the third pat that was from a really, really low angle that kind of mars another solid performance from him. Yeah, that's the first time I can remember he kind of saying that it's, that's one you want Craig Anderson to have back, but the team was able to answer thanks to a power play chance uh, with Malkin in the box. Um, sometimes you need your offense to, to pick up your goaltender because Craig Anderson so many times has picked up the team in front of him making some big saves. So, uh, you know, again, just unfortunate the way it all shakes out in the end. He was asked about playing more, didn't really answer the question. Probably the veteran move that we would expect from him but my guess is he might be able to play more yeah, right but yeah. I guess the flip side of the coin is you play more and you don't get the rest that that you've kind of got so this is a, a setup that Don Granado and all the coaching staff along with Craig Anderson they're all on the same page and could you play an extra game or two here or there for sure but I think this is the plan you know that they're going to stick to it even um, even with some of the results they've gotten that's the thing has Anderson been their best goalie because of the rest, or is he just their best goalie? And should they push it in the sense of hoping that maybe he stays at that level, risking the fact that maybe it won't? Right, and that's that's the, the flip side of the coin. And uh, this is kind of the game we expected with the team traveling to Pittsburgh tonight for the game tomorrow and the way it has gone in the past. Yeah, let's go down back to the room now. Casey Middlestead, three assists. He's live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Casey, uh, you, you have to be happy with the way your line responded in this game, especially in the first period. You guys were all over it and uh, playing really well, and that that has to be kind of a springboard for you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been kind of well documented. It's a little bit of a struggle, but I don't know. I've played a lot with Vic, so we've got a lot of faith in each other, and um, we're going to stick together and stay positive and, and just keep working, and I think we got rewarded tonight. Even before you guys scored the goal, you guys were hard on the forecheck and had a lot of offensive zone time. What was going well for the three of you? Uh, you know, we've been working a lot. We've been watching a lot of video, talking a lot after practice, just trying to figure out where we need to be to help each other and uh, make the game easier on, on our linemates. So I think it just kind of came together tonight, and um, obviously it was, it was good to see and, and uh, felt good for us. Does it make it tougher? Because you guys were rolling four lines. But everybody was playing pretty well in that game, and to, to have it end the way it did has to make it tougher. I mean, you wind up shorthanded for the whole overtime, especially after you guys worked hard to tie the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's obviously um, we want to win that game, but it was a big point for us to come back, get a late goal, and, and tie it up. And 
Um, obviously, it's a huge goal for Oki, and that's why that's why he's our leader. He scores big goals, and um, good for us overtime. But at the same time, uh, we got to win some of these games, and uh, we're going to try to go get one tomorrow. What went well in the first 40 minutes for the team itself? As I said, you guys rolled four lines. We're in the offensive zone a lot. If it wasn't for Jari, you probably wouldn't have to worry about overtime. Yeah, you know, um, I think we were just flying around, putting a lot of pressure on pucks, and. Um, making plays in the offensive zone. I, I think uh, when we're at our best, we put pucks in and get them back, and then we use our skill and make our plays rather than uh, trying to do it in the rush or in the neutral zone. So I thought we did that really well, and uh, I think they had a little bit of trouble with our speed, and uh, it's definitely going to be something we'll focus on tomorrow. You look forward to getting him again tomorrow? You like the back-to-back? <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to play a team a couple times in a row, get a little intensity, and um, obviously these are big games and big points for us, so we're going to bring our best. Thank you, Casey. Thanks. Casey Middlestead in the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you. Casey Middlestat, three assists, second star tonight. Buffalo, though, falling in overtime. Jeff Carter on the power play, a 4-3 margin. These two teams will meet tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We'll have the pregame for you at 6 right here on the Sabres radio network. All right, for all of our local affiliate stations, we're going to say goodnight to you. If you want to keep listening, go ahead and go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you, on our flagship station on WGR. More postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granado's postgame comments, highlights, stats, Paul Hamilton, all coming up after this 4-3 Pittsburgh overtime win. I'm Brian Colziel, live at KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Joseph up top gives it back to him, right circle. Fan on the shot. Quinn closes in. Now a chance. Kapanen works it down low. Anderson, what a save. He robs Carter down on the far post. Save of the game from Craig Anderson right there. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. We welcome you back to KeyBank Center. Brian Colziel with you. We're waiting for Sabres head coach Don Granato. While we wait, let's get you to the highlights from this one. And we pick it up late second period. Buffalo down already on the power play uh, from a Jake Gensel goal, one to nothing. But the Sabres able to come back. Tyson Jost, a nice setup to Victor Olofsson, and Buffalo ties it at one. Just under two minutes remaining here in period number two. Drop pass, Jost in front, scores! Victor Olofsson goes to the net and ties the game. Olofsson with his 12th from Jost in middle stat with 152 to go in period number two to tie it at one. And in the final minute of period two, Buffalo grabbing the lead as Jeff Skinner is all alone in front. Here comes Middlestat with a drop for Skinner. Middlestat, far circle, the Penguin zone. The Thompson sends it in front, scores! What a feed and what a finish. Thompson to Skinner, Sabres lead it 2-1. to one. 45 seconds to go in the period. Skinner gets his 13th. That made it a 2-1 to one Buffalo lead. Into the third, Raquel scores early to tie it up at 2. And then Brock McGinn scores on a bad angle down near the corner that Craig Anderson needs to stop. And that gave Pittsburgh a lead with just 3.30 to go in the game. But with the goaltender pulled, Buffalo on the power play, a 6-on-4. Quinn finds Oposo going to the net to tie it at 3 late. Penguins again, short-handed here for another 32. Here's a pass in front, score! up his second of the year we're in a tie game with 90 seconds to go 
Quinn and Middlestat with the assists. Power play goal for Buffalo, 3-3. Three to three. But the end of regulation marred by a Jeff Skinner five-minute major penalty. So Buffalo entering overtime with a tall task to kill a power play for essentially the entire OT. And a minute 36 in, the Penguins end it. It's Jeff Carter in front. 308 left in the penalty. In front, scores! Carter all alone. And the Penguins win it. 4-3 in overtime, game one of the home and home. Carter's fourth on the power play is the game winner. And we'll make that our play of the game tonight. Brought to you by NOCO. Delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. 4-3. Pittsburgh victorious here. Final shot totals. Sabres with 31. Penguins with 32. Uh, Pittsburgh 2 of 5 on the power play. Sabres 1 of 4. Your three stars. Raquel, who assisted on the game winner, also had a goal. He is star number three. Middle stat, maybe his best game of the season. He had three assists, plus three. Star number two. And Jeff Carter, star number one. Uh, we'll go ahead and make Casey Middlestat the electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The attendance tonight at KeyBank Center announced 17,205. And these two teams are right back at it tomorrow in Pittsburgh. We'll have the pregame at 6, puck drop at 7. Dan and Rob will have the call from Pittsburgh right here on the Sabres radio network. Other final stats here brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Let's look at some of the individual looks here tonight. We mentioned middle stat, three assists. He registers just one shot in the game, 10 and a half minutes, but a much better night for he and Olofsson and Jost on that line. In terms of ice time, Rasmus Dahlin leading the way for Buffalo. 26-26 of ice time, matching his jersey number. Uh, second on the team in minutes was Matias Samuelson, 26-04. Owen Power played 24 minutes and 13 seconds. Alex Tuck, four shots on goal, a team high. Evgeny Malkin had six shots for the Penguins to lead the way there. For Crosby, a rare night in his career against the Sabres that he does not even register a point. Took a penalty when he tripped Thompson. Uh, for some reason, didn't think it was a penalty on the way to the box. Didn't quite understand that. All right, down to the room. Here's Don Granato now live. Game it has to be tough to lose it that way where you're shorthanded the whole overtime, isn't it? At any loss is tough, so yes, absolutely. It's... Um... Thought we could have been better, but but uh, through the whole game, myself personally, but uh, certainly is tough to lose any night. What's your reaction to obviously Jeff was angry about the slash. He was protecting his goalie there, and thing what happened happened. But what were your thoughts? Just a, it's pretty simple. Emotions got the best of him. Coach, talk about the second period, the resiliency that the team showed after being down one to nothing. Yeah, I, I thought there were plenty of moments of. of resilient effort um, again I just you know you know your team and, and you know them well and just I think the effort was good I, I think we complicated some things that uh, we could have simplified and um, the game ended up the way it did so but uh, but don't I don't uh, have a problem with our effort I think we, we could have uh, executed a little better but but the effort was was there John, how do you walk that fine line between Skinner going to his goalie's defense and keeping his emotions in check? 
that's a fine line that's every day you, you walk it. You know, these guys are high energy, high emotion guys. These are intense situations. So, you, you know, you, that's not something you can snap your fingers and fix. And, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's part of sports. Um, obviously, uh, when players go through it, they, they, they go through the experience of it. They, it's a check. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, as I mentioned, I think he, the emotions got the best of him. And, you know, how do you fix it? Yeah. I guess how do you approach, how do you approach Jeff? Uh, or do you do? I mean, yeah, I, I, Jeff. I mean, when plays like that, the players know the situation. Like I said, so so when there are situations where emotions get the best, and the players know it. Uh, so, Don, what was your thought on the game we got on Anderson tonight? There were a bunch of good saves there at key times. Yeah, he he's a very intelligent goaltender. He reads shooters extremely well in situations well and. Uh, you know, he's always pretty steady for us. And I thought tonight he was steady enough. Um, we we could have done some things on the other end. That's the, for me. That's the driving, the driving focus. Obviously, we have another game tomorrow against them. Uh, so when you're looking at that game, for me, um, you're looking at what can we do better for 60 minutes. And then there's things that we can, and we're going to need to. There was so much talk in the last few days, obviously, about offense. You guys gave up six shots on goal the first 27 minutes of that game. You had the, the essentially the five-on-two in the first period. I mean, what did you just think of just the, the defensive effort for that first 30 minutes? Yeah, it, it, obviously they were they were sitting back a little bit. Um, I think they were trying to feel the tempo and flow of the game. We had plenty of chances. I think we had a couple goal posts, and uh, so they they hung around long enough. To, to feel a little bit better, a little better, and then power play. You know, you saw when when uh, they jumped on the power plays when they came to life. I think their first goal was a power play goal. Um, but to that point, five on five, we just couldn't make them pay uh, with the with some really good opportunities that we had. And that, you know, they, they, they were able to hang around. Tom, was that more your players or was that more you ran into a hot goaltender? Well, I, I think it's a combination. It's always a combination. He was good. I mean, he is a good goalie. And, and uh, But, again, I guess you'd say a couple of goalposts. That could have went, you know, half an inch uh, the other way. Could have went in. But, um, yeah, I mean, he played, he played well. And I do think there's takeaways from this game that we can target and make improvements or adjustments uh, for tomorrow. That, that he got rewarded really for me because he's he's been putting in the work and he's he's uh, you know dialed in his effort his effort's been there uh, especially he's elevated that the last few games I've never questioned his effort but I think he's pushed harder and harder and tonight he got uh, you know some bounces that he hasn't been getting really uh, and and we hope that's a breath of fresh air for him he can he can find his game sooner. It is. It's 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 nice that both those guys contributed, uh, Victor and, and Casey. And again, they've they're putting in lots of work that, that we see. Um, Vic had a post, I think, early in the game as well. Uh, he had one or two maybe the other day, even uh, or the game before that. So he he's he's working, and it's it's when you know guys are working. Like I've said many times, you know they work. It's nice to see them get the reward and. Uh, for both those guys tonight, they they 
they uh, ended up on the score sheet. Very nice. How heated the end of the game got. How do you collect this team to do it all over again? Yeah, I think how it got heated is great for tomorrow. I think the guys, uh, they're getting on a plane. We're, we're going and traveling together, staying in the hotel, you know, hotel in the morning all day tomorrow together. Uh, so I don't. I think our guys will will channel this the right way into uh, a very dialed-in effort tomorrow, um, and I base that on knowing these guys the way I do and and, and their history of it. Um, so, yeah, it got, it got pretty heated, but I think every guy in that room is is they're they're disappointed and they look in the mirror uh, at themselves first, uh, and that's that's what I like most about our crew and. Uh, it's our job as coaches to help them create a focus for that game tomorrow, and uh, I think we can do that as well. Don, how impressed were you with Sam Wilson on the penalty kill? It seemed like a puck magnet at one point. Yeah, he's uh, – he, he, I mean, I, the, the, I'm impressed – been impressed with Samuelson forever. So, uh, but but yes, he that's where you see his his uh, his true talent and you know his importance um, come to the forefront for for our group. He he um, he's a heck of a player. Don, but Jan holding on for dear life when you enter overtime like you did, knowing that the, you're going to have to kill off the entire overtime. What's the strategy? Can you give any insight there? Well, you you want to. Yeah, it's a, it's first of all, it's a four on three. It's not a five on three. So sometimes the perception is five on three, you're you're in a really difficult situation. Four on three, you, you do have some opportunity to uh, much more opportunity to jump pucks and, and force plays uh, and potentially score. Um, so for us, we we spoke to our guys about you know there there could be and can be offensive opportunity here. Um, you know, read situations with that in mind, make a play when you break up a play and. Uh, so certainly you could look at say we had to kill five minutes, but somewhere in there uh, we, were, we were also aware that you know there there could be opportunity to be had. Much more difficult to do that five on three. How much is there a difference between going into overtime having to kill off a minor versus the five going for five minutes? Yeah, that's a big one. Um, that's a big difference. Uh, obviously, you look at that clock, and there would have been 30 seconds left. Uh, in the game, you know, had we gotten that far on the kill, um, so that is a significant difference. I'm not sure I've seen that. I've seen lots of things in hockey, but not sure I've seen that one ever. So, yeah, good night, guys. Okay, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado. He and his team will be off to Pittsburgh shortly. Here, these two teams set to play tomorrow. We'll have the game for you right here on the Sabres radio network. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the media room in just a moment. We'll have you with his thoughts on there. Uh, let's, though, while we wait for Paul, time now to get to our first response from the fans, brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts each and after every game at Brian WGR. A uh, couple of thoughts here on the Skinner play, of course, here, uh, as he <laughs> was uh, obviously involved there at the end. A um, couple of people are saying that um, Skinner likely to be suspended immediately because it was a match penalty. Uh, somebody else there said, good game by the Sabres, but definitely some questionable calls along the way, and I don't agree with the five on Skinner. Um, that one probably not going to get any 
argument to agree with you there. I think uh, he's going to get a suspension. So, uh, you know, I agree with Rob. I'm okay with coming to the aid of Anderson. I'm okay with you being emotional about it. You can shove him into the boards. You can slash at him. You can hack at him around the shin guards like like Rob was talking about. You want to even do the classic, like, hug, pull him down to the ice. Maybe you even get two minutes for roughing, and Genzel would get the two for the slash, and it could go kind of an even swap there. But when you cross-check right to the face, I mean, Pat, that's going to be a spot there where I think uh, immediately – the league's going to be like, look, at you give us no choice. It's going to have to be a suspension. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one that was it, it was clear as, as could be. You, you see it in real time, and you wonder, uh, you know, how, how high did he get him? And you see the replay once or twice, and he, he caught him right right in the face. So, I mean, that, that was, I think, an appropriate application of the penalty by the officials and something legal definitely, uh, with it being a match penalty, um, decide if there's more to come. Yeah. Let's go down uh, for more with Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Paul, we would expect the league to obviously uh, do something with the Skinner play. How did you see that finish up? Yeah, he's got to be suspended. And, you know, I have no problem with him defending his goaltender. I mean, that's fine. But he went too far, and that's the thing. If you're going to do something, drop your gloves and do something. I mean, don't, don't cross-check the guy in the face. And, you know, that's the only problem I have with it. I mean, people have been complaining for years that the Sabres don't defend their goalies or stand up for each other. And, and all that. So I have zero problem with that part of it. But, you know, even you could tell Don Granato was disappointed with the way he handled it, too. He just lost his head. And, and that's what you get with Jeff Skinner as far as the intensity. And we, I, how many times have we talked about how you like it when he's on the edge, you know? That means he's in the game. That means he's agitating, you know, when he's, he's in the game and things like that. So he, he just lost his head. I mean, sometimes that happens with players. And he probably will pay with a suspension from the National Hockey League, and it cost his, his team a major penalty in overtime. But uh, the concept I don't mind, but for what he wound up doing, he just has to do it differently. Yep. And, Paul, not only does it cost him individually, but it's going to cost his team because he's going to be maybe suspended tomorrow or you know upcoming, and um, that he's a, part, he's a key part of the Sabres' top line. So that's that, that's – Obviously, not only a loss for him individually, but a loss to this team that needs him on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, he will be a loss to them as far as not being in the lineup as hot as he's been. I mean, he's, he's been as hot as almost any player in the National Hockey League lately and scored a big goal in this game. So, uh, you know, it's something that, and as Don Granado said, he doesn't have to tell him anything. Jeff Skinner's been in this league long enough. He knows. You know, he understands what went on, and it can't go down that way. So he doesn't need a coach barking at him or anything like that. And as, as we mentioned, he's probably going to pay the price from the National Hockey League. Paul, real quickly here, I want to make sure you can get off to the flight to Pittsburgh. Uh, the goal that Anderson lets in with three and a half to go, uh, he, he, I thought, played outstanding. But then, of course, that goes in, and then, you know, that's a mar on his good night, I think. That's a shame, too, because he made some great saves in the game. You know, the key saves. The saves we talk about, you need a save there. You need a big save here. And he made them. Unfortunately, that one-timer from a bad angle goes in. And the Sabres overcame it, though. You know, sometimes, you know, your goalie has bailed you out how many times in that game. Now it was the Sabres' turn to bail him out. And they did. You know, that's what a team is. That's what a team does. You know, they, they're, they're there for each other. And Anderson would want that goal back, but the Sabres pulled the goaltender on the power play. Oposo comes in, ties it up, and they get that goal back for him. So, you know, that, that was good to see, too. 
that, uh, again, nobody's perfect. You know, he want, you want him to make that save, but there are other saves, even on that penalty kill where there were two broken sticks, there were four block shots, but he made a huge save at the end of that penalty kill, you know, to keep the puck out of the net, and he made a lot of big saves as that game went on. Malkin, a couple of big saves on some other over, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, power play opportunities. Uh, so, you know, overall, I, I, I don't know. Does that spoil his game? I guess that's for other people to evaluate or for fans to evaluate if the one play spoils what I thought was a really good effort by him throughout the evening, and uh, especially since his team picked him up. Okay, Paul, it makes tomorrow uh, have some juicy storylines. So looking forward to chatting tomorrow. Have a safe trip to Pittsburgh. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. All right, Paul will be with us to start off pregame tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on WGR. So we bring Pat back in here for just a couple of final thoughts here, Pat. The back-to-back scenario for tomorrow, as we said, that makes some a little bit more uh, fun conversation for us tomorrow on pregame. Yeah, it does. Uh, but the one thing is you got to go out and get points again tomorrow. Uh, you got to get two points tomorrow if you're the Sabers. You've put together a, a little stretch here where you've just there have been times where you've given away leads, given away points, but you're still collecting them a, at the end of the night. And whatever happens with Jeff Skinner, you still have plenty of offensive talent out on the ice. Whether it be Thompson and Tuck, you, the line, the the kid line with Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn, and now we talked about you know the, what Casey Middlestat did tonight. Um, now that Tyson Jost has kind of energized, re-energized the line uh, with he and Olafson, so you've got really four lines that can can, can score at any time uh, because of how well they're playing. So yeah, it'll be unfortunate if Jeff Skinner doesn't play tomorrow uh, because of what happened at the end of regulation. But you've still got enough offense, um, and you know, we heard from Don Granado uh, the question about Samuelson on defense. I mean, how many times did he and whoever else was on the ice block shots on the penalty kill and? really give the team a chance when uh, they took the majority of the penalties for a while. Yeah, Samuelson, Henry, and Yoki Haru, Henry Yoki Haru very good there. I, I do like Granato's answer when he's asked about the Skinner situation, like, what do you do? I think John Worrell from the AP asked him about that. and um, He says, quote, that's a fine line. He's like, that's every day. These are high-intense situations. It's not something you can just snap your fingers and fix. That's part of sports. His emotions got the best of him. And He's, I, I've, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he also went on to say that you know he knows what he did on the ice too. So yes. it's one of those things where Don Granado knows to let the players kind of figure it out on their own. He doesn't need to go in the room and then tell a player exactly what he did to right. kind of scold him. Um, so I, I like the way Granado handles the players, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen the team kind of flourish in the ways they have. By the way, Don Granado's press conference, we just had it here live. Brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Energy Services. Emergency services, rather. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Good crowd in here tonight, Pat. It was good and tense. We know we had some Penguins fans in here, too. But um, the effort and the energy that the Sabres had for most of this game, maybe a, there were a few moments maybe in the third where you felt like, were they losing it? But for the most part, like, had a pretty intense kind of, I'm not going to call it playoff-like, but it was a pretty intense evening in here for most of the night. It was, and there were chances up and down at each end of the ice tonight. And, you know, you talked to Paul about does the one save that Anderson not make, you know, what does that tell you about his night? And he had to make some big saves. On the other side, Tristan Jari. A couple of times in the first on Rasmus Dahlin. A couple of other times the Sabres had really good opportunities and didn't score. It was a fun game. Um, and one of the go- those games where you look up 
and all of a sudden 10 minutes are off the clock because yeah. it's good end-to-end action. There were chances at both ends. It wasn't just send the puck down the ice, make a change in a minute's bleeding off the clock. It was the atmosphere that, that lends to you know the way the league is now and why there's so much speed and offensive talent in the game. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Thanks, Brian. All right. Injury report to finish up here. Brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorney working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Sabres getting healthier still in terms of their defense. Just Ilya Labushkin uh, with a lower body injury day to day. Vinny Hinnestroza right now still dealing with some injuries. He's the one uh, that has been a scratch. Rasmus Asplin, Lawrence Pilot, the other scratches today. Those were healthy scratches. Casey Fitzgerald came in tonight, played 743 of ice time. That was the switch from the last game with Pilot out and Fitzgerald in. Tomorrow, we would expect Lukanen will be the goaltender uh, for the Sabres and probably Casey DeSmith, I would expect, for Pittsburgh. Obviously nothing official yet, but that seems probably like the likely matchup with these two teams going back-to-back and with travel in between. So with the point in the standings, the Sabres are now 12, 13, and 2. 26 points with the loser point tonight. Uh, they are two points back of sixth place Montreal, four points back of fifth place Florida. And the team right now holding the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference are the Detroit Red Wings, who have 31. So at the moment, the Sabres are five points back. If you're wondering where is the cutoff for the playoffs, Detroit would be the final team in with 31 points. The Sabres have 26. Okay, Buffalo and Pittsburgh tomorrow. Should be fun. I'll have the pregame at 6. Paul Hamilton will be live in Pittsburgh. Hope you can join us then. We'll have player interviews. Don Granado's thoughts again here as he'll have his game day meeting with the media. Uh, Any lineup news. A busy Saturday, as always, in the NHL. So we'll have a lot to talk about right here on the Sabres pregame show tomorrow at 6 right here on WGR. But with that, we're going to say goodbye to you here from KeyBank Center tonight. We want to thank our crew, Frank Curry, back in our Amherst studios. Thank you, Frank, for your work tonight here at KeyBank Center. Paul Hamilton, Pat Malacaro, and Jonathan Koziel. Thank you, guys. To our pregame show hosts, the Bulldog, and our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, and our engineer, Tom Maddy. My name is Brian Koziel. I thank you for listening. Final score in overtime, Pittsburgh 4, Buffalo 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Sabres and Penguins right back at it, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.